God himself has guaranteed that the tombs of the kings will be found in this end time. Discover the astounding history and prophecy of these ancient tombs and how they are an absolute sign of Jesus Christ's second coming. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The tombs of the kings are going to be found before, just before the Great Tribulation. The tombs of the kings are, are a sign, really, to uh, anybody who wants to understand the Bible, but they are a sign, and they're going to be a sign of precisely where we are in Bible prophecy. And it is going to be something that uh, is going to be somewhat of a world sensation according to uh, a prophecy in Jeremiah. The righteous kings sat on David's throne, and they were actually buried in a massive tomb, and uh, that's all mentioned to us in the Bible. And the uh, the other the kings or those righteous kings are going to be right there with David and Solomon. So you can see this would mean a great deal to God. And if we look at the history in Jerusalem now, you can actually see that David's palace has been uncovered. And it's the very place, according to the Bible, it almost certainly points to the, to the tombs of the king being right under David's palace. Of course, David's palace was where David's throne was. So it's either just under David's palace or very close to it. And that is very clear from the Bible. If you look at uh, the time of the Apostle Peter, he talked about that the uh, tombs of the kings and said they're with us unto this day, and everybody knew who, who they were, and yet they were not in any way uh, uh, molested or had people going in them causing damage. There was nothing like that going on, and there's a good reason for that. I'll give you just a little history from the famous and great historian Josephus of the first century. The Jews had just returned to Jerusalem from the Babylonian exile, and if you look at Nehemiah 3 and verse 16, you can see that they knew exactly where the tombs of the kings were. And yet nobody had uh, uh, had a problem with that at all. And but there was a uh, when David died, there was a lot of uh, funeral pomp as as usual. But there was an immense amount of wealth buried with David. Several centuries later, Josephus goes on to describe that the uh, Antiochus was attacking Jerusalem and the high priest. Hyrcanus decided that he would break into the tombs of the kings and get some wealth to pay Antiochus uh, to uh, give him certain benefits and privileges. And that's what he did. He got 3,000 talents and gave them to uh, Antiochus. Then about a hundred years later, King Herod decided he was going to break into the tombs of the kings, and he did so. He didn't find any money, and he didn't get back to Solomon and David where they were buried, 
But he did get some beautiful, expensive furniture and uh, was quite uh, pleased with that discovery. Then he decided sometime later that he was going to do it again, and he was going into the tombs, and he wanted to go all the way back where Solomon and David were buried. But then as they were just getting back to that part of the tomb, there was a, an intense flame of fire that just blasted toward the two guards that were with him, and they, they died immediately. So King Herod was really uh, moved by that, and he decided, well, it, he, he just felt like he had uh, offended God. And so he put a big monument right in front of the door of where those tombs of the kings are to just block entrance where it would be almost, uh, well, all, not impossible, but almost impossible to get into. That's the way he uh, figured it, th it at that time. But just think about this. If uh, Josephus, he, he was there in the first century, and he has the greatest history of that period of history that you'll find any place around Jerusalem. But he uh, talked about uh, how these men, these two guards, were just struck dead. And well, what, what happened? Did, did God do that? Well, I think He did, because God also prophesied through Jeremiah that those tombs of the kings were going to be found in this end time. And it was going to be a very precise time when it would reveal to us what prophecy is all about and where, uh, where we are in Bible prophecy. So that's an interesting uh, part of this history and prophecy. Now let me read to you what it says in Jeremiah 8 and verse 1. Jeremiah 8 and verse 1 reads this way, At that time, says the Eternal, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah, and the bones of the, his princes, and the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, out of their graves. Now, they're going to be discovered. They're going to come out of their people are going to know that they're there. And uh, this is also helps to uh, prove what God said and, and the promise He made to David, where He said there would always be a descendant of David to sit on that throne all the way up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. That was a promise from God, and so this will help to fill that promise and make people realize God is real. And it is, but it is a sign for us today. Most of all, it's for us, and it's written in the book of Jeremiah, which is an end-time book, filled with end-time prophecy. But now, as we go on to verse 2, you're going to see why it, would, it caused a world sensation. It caused people to hate it, and it just at that time, the uh, Holy Roman Empire was in that part of the Middle East, and uh, they, uh, they actually uh, did, did this damage in verse 2. Let me read that to you. And they, that is the Holy Roman Empire, shall spread them before the sun and the moon and all the hosts of heaven. Here is a, an army that just comes in, and they, they're very unhappy with uh, those tombs of the kings. 
because it is something that they have always hated, and many people have hated, because it has to do with a promise from God, and it also has a lot to do with the reality, helping us to see the reality of Solomon and David, and they really lived, and they really were kings of great wealth. And you can find that and see it in the tombs of the kings, and it really shows and illustrates the history of Solomon and David in a spectacular way. Now that's something that you're going to live to see. It's going to come in five or six years, and it's going to reveal a lot about how imminent the Second Coming of Jesus Christ is. But why do you suppose God would reveal all that in this end time? Well, it certainly is going to be a witness to us, and it's going to be a warning that Christ is about to come, and He put down all of the evil in this world. It certainly does tell us that, and it, it, uh, it, at that time, when that happens, it'll only be uh, two or three years until Christ returns. So it's getting close to that time, but also I think to a lot of people it's going to give them hope. They know that, this, that the Messiah is going to come and sit on that throne of David. He too is a descendant of David, and he's going to rule on that throne forever and ever and ever, and rule the universe from that throne under the guidance of his Father. It's the Father and the Son that we're concerned about here. But this just shows you how much contempt there is for God's promise to David, for an army to go out there and just destroy all of those bones. But two or three years later, they, well, those, those kings are going to be sitting there with Christ ruling this world and sharing the very throne of David with Jesus Christ as His bride. That's what your Bible says. That is what it says, and always you see that Satan is there, and he wants to blot that out. He wants to destroy that, because it is a throne that's going to kick him off his throne here on this earth. And he'll be sent out into a great black abyss. Revelation 12 and verse 12 talks about that quite a lot, but if you go into verse 2, as Clark's commentary says, it was the highest expression of hatred and contempt. The highest. They just have an intense hatred for God and His plan, because they don't know God. They think they do, but they don't know God, and they don't know their Bibles. How many people understand anything about the palace of David and David's rule and all of those descendants sitting on his throne because God promised that that throne would always be here on this earth, and Christ is going to return to that throne on this earth? He can't return to a throne that doesn't exist. It's already here. And the Jewish people should know more about that, and so should America and Britain as well. They are the birthright nations. Let me read to you Revelation 12 about Satan's being cast down. 
Revelation 12 and verse 7, Now there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. They got kicked out of heaven. All Satan and a third of the demons, millions of them, were cast down to this earth. So if you want to know why there's so, so much uh, chaos and violence and hatred in this world, well, that is really the motivation of most of it. Verse 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. And then it goes on to talk about how the saints overcome him. But think about that. All of those angels, fallen angels, and Satan that just attempted to overthrow God and kick him off his throne. And they all get, got kicked back to this earth and confined to it forever. That's the punishment, at least to this point. Verse 12, though, notice this, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea! For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. Just a short time. And you can go on and see in verses 13 and 14 where God protects His people from Satan and all of that hideous rebellion that they are showing the world right now. Now let me read a scripture in Acts 2 and verse 29. Here it is what Peter said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Everybody knew who it was. Now, Josephus was born just a short time after Peter was speaking these words. And here, the God, everybody knew where the tombs of the kings were. And yet, it, nobody was breaking into that tomb anymore. Why is that? Well, God obviously had a hand in that. There, the Jewish Tosefta tells us that uh, this was up into the early third century, and no one had laid a hand on those tombs, nobody, to that point. So that's, that's very critical because Titus came into Jerusalem and just totally destroyed Jerusalem and the temple and everything that, uh, that was there, practically. Just destroyed it, and uh, he uh, never desecrated the tombs of the kings. Somehow God kept those from him, and that's significant. And from that time on down to the present, nobody has ever heard anything more about the tombs of the kings to speak of just a little here and there, but it's right there in your Bible, and God says, I'm going to uncover those and show those to you at a very specific time in history where it's going to show you exactly where we are in Bible prophecy and how close it is to the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's information that we really need, and actually even to that time, it would be, that was about 1,200 years after David had uh, ruled. So uh, 
Those tombs are almost certainly right under uh, David's palace. Now let me read to you Jeremiah 30 and verse 1 to show you that it is an end-time book for us today. The word, it says, came to Jeremiah from the Eternal, saying, Thus speaks the Eternal God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto you in a book. For lo, the days come, not that day, but the days are coming, says the Eternal, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah, says the Eternal. Now it's to Israel and Judah. Jeremiah only went personally to Judah. But here, this is talking about Israel as well, the birthright nations, and Judah, the scepter nations, three special nations in that respect. And then verse 7 says, uh, it's going to be a time of Jacob's trouble like never before if Judah and Israel doesn't repent. And if you don't know who they are, you need to write for our book on the United States and Britain and prophecy, and it will explain all that to you. But then going down to verse 9, and it talks about David being resurrected to rule over all Israel. David is going to rule over Israel and bring us a new, help bring us a new civilization, peace and joy and happiness forever. That's what this prophecy is all about. just want to remind you of something in Matthew 24. It says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, where He's about to return. A sign! But uh, he, he talks about signs being throughout Matthew 24. And do you realize that archaeology through the tombs of the kings is also giving us a sign? of when Christ is going to return, and mainly show us precisely where we are in Bible prophecy. That leaves man without excuse. The signs are everywhere. If we really want to find God, you can find Him today, because the signs are every place, and we should see Him and know what He's doing. And it goes on to talk about, verse 31, He shall send His angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together His elect. That's right at Christ's second coming. And uh, He says in verse 32, Now learn a parable of, of the fig tree. When His branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. It's right at the door. You, you don't know the day or the hour. But Christ said you have the responsibility to know that it's at the door if you're really seeking God, and you will, God will show that to you. That all of these events in Matthew 24 are right there at the door, and they're all being fulfilled, and they're being fulfilled right now with David's palace being discovered. That's where David's throne was. Dr. Elat Mazar uncovered that palace, and you're going to see something very spectacular occur probably right under that palace, and we'll just, just watch and see if it doesn't happen. You can, you can, that's something very tangible. And God says, This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. God says, It's all going to be fulfilled. So, uh, Dr. Mazar talks about the, 
The people in archaeology today, for the most part, don't have vision because they don't believe in the Bible. They won't follow Bible history, which she does all the time, and it directs her where she ought to dig, where she ought to make the discoveries. And she's made the most magnificent discoveries of anybody in this end time. I would challenge anybody to try to compare their discoveries to hers. That's how, how successful she has been. Well, you can look at Nehemiah 3 and verse 16 if you want to, where it talks about the, uh, those uh, tombs of the kings. Everybody knew where they were at that time as they came back from Babylon. Then uh, you might want to check uh, 1 Kings 15 and verse 24, where it talks about the tombs of the kings or the sepulchres of his fathers, those righteous kings. Just list them by name that were buried in that tomb with David and with Solomon. God was really happy with those kings and the way they ruled, and He really does honor them, putting them right there with Solomon and David. David was a man after God's own heart. Nadav Naaman wrote, an archaeologist said that he certainly implied that the kings of the house of David were also buried in the royal palace. That's in Biblica, 2004, volume 85. And you can, if you want to really get into detail, you can check that as well as other things. But here, again, is something, This what, what Dr. Mazar is finding is really, really uh, shocking this world in many ways, uh, if they really understand anything about the Bible. Notice Psalm 102 and verse 14, it says, For your servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. And then verse 13 talks about the set time is come. The set time is come. You're going to have something, a set time, where a sign is going to be right there before you. In archaeology, not only the tombs of the kings, but that will be the most sensational discovery of all, because it has everything to do with David and a lot more. And verse 15 and 16 says, When the Eternal shall build up Zion, He shall appear in His glory. God is going to appear in His glory, and it's going to have everything to do with archaeology. People who uh, well, favor the dust in Jerusalem. Favor the dust. And Dr. Mazar always says, well, let the stones speak. And have they ever spoken? And we've been honored to be a part of her work and help her to dig with our college students. But just remember, the set time is, has come. Well, let me read a little bit more of verses 15 and 16. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Eternal, and all the kings of the earth your glory. And it's being shown in archaeology. It's showing all of God's glory. Oh, what a meaningful life and purpose human beings can have if they will only look to God. He tells you step by step by step what is happening today, and we're getting so close to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And Satan, when he was cast down, was full of wrath. Why? Because he knew he had a short little time to continue, and he was going to be kicked off his throne on this earth. 
And then it goes on to say, When the Eternal shall build up Zion, He shall appear in His glory. And He's building up Zion today, even before you see that glory. He's already building up Zion, or God's people, God's church, and God's work. He's doing that today. But we just need to remember that uh, David's palace has already been found. I'm telling you, it's there. And you need to watch Jerusalem and see what is going to happen. This is all going to happen in this end time. And when this, the tombs are there, you're going to see in just five or six years, even from now, you'll see that. That's how close it's getting. See, God says that if we are looking into these prophecies, we will know when all of this is at the door, when, when everybody's going to understand prophecy precisely, and they're also going to know that Jesus Christ is going to turn, return to this earth very quickly. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. God Himself has guaranteed that the tombs of the kings will be found in this end time. Discover the astounding history and prophecy of these ancient tombs and how they are an absolute sign of Jesus Christ's second coming. The eternal God has promised that the tombs of the kings would be preserved until this end time. To this day, these tombs still haven't been found. As God promised, no one has breached or defiled them. To learn the inspiring purpose of the Tombs of the Kings and many other astonishing biblical artifacts, request our free special archaeology issue of the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine. Very soon, the Tombs of the Kings will be uncovered. These tombs will remind all mankind of the kingly line of David, a dear friend of God. King David's throne actually belongs to Jesus Christ. The tombs of the kings are a sign of Christ's second coming, when our Savior will return to earth to rule from David's throne. What a marvelous vision, and it includes you. Study the special archaeology issue of the trumpet to understand why God places such high priority on unearthing biblical artifacts. The tombs of the kings and other remarkable finds dramatically prove the accuracy of the Holy Bible, which is Jesus Christ in print. These discoveries cannot be cast aside by any critic or skeptic. They withstand even the most intense scrutiny. Also request a free subscription to The Trumpet. You'll receive 10 issues per year of the type of biblical analysis you can't find anywhere else. As the world goes crazy, you need God's perspective on current events, international relations, social issues, finances, and much more. Never has it been more important to know what the future holds and to experience real peace of mind. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request the Trumpet Special Archaeology Issue and a Trumpet subscription. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request the Trumpet Special Archaeology Issue and a Trumpet subscription. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God. 